Welcome to our next edition of the world famous Chiggy Chaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course, we have got Richard Kurtz to kick off our broadcast day today. And uh, I always enjoy uh, Richard's uh, side emails when he sends me messages like, please dress up, it's radio. Uh, (laughs) I love this stuff. Richard Kurtz with us today. He's a media specialist, political scientist, and author. And he's got too many books in the pipeline. But uh, check out the website, LaHoyaWritersConference.com, if you want to improve your writing. Rhetoric versus reality, the teetering tower of Tampa Bay. Good Lord, that sounds like a good, that sounds like something Catola would say. Uh, the, <laughs> I love it. The, uh, the first issue of the Tampa Bay Times was in 1884 and since 1964 has won 12 Pulitzer Prizes for public service. That being said, they are nonetheless a business in trouble, which might be an excuse for inane behavior that is anything but in the interest of journalistic public service. Richard Kurtz with us today. He's our contributing political scientist and he has some commentary on this. So, Richard, what did the Tampa Bay Times do to get your attention this week, my friend? Well, on November 6th, they, uh, they put out an article warning Floridians uh, uh, that the uh, NRA was anti-Semitic and going after Jewish uh, gun control advocates. Wow. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting twist on things. <laughs> we have we have Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live. Rhetoric versus reality, the teetering tower of Tampa Bay, and uh, that sounds uh, that that sounds like a uh, the introduction of a pro wrestler or something. Um, wh- wh- why is <laughs> why is this situation with the Tampa Bay Times almost funny? Well, it's almost funny when you consider the fact that the world's most, and I believe worldwide most famous almost Jew, Charlton Heston. <laughs> almost be, Jew? That's awesome. Well, yeah. You know, he played Moses. <laughs> you know, Yanks. he played Moses and, and, and half the world thought he was Jewish. <laughs> and he did a great job and they still run this, you know, show up around Easter time. They're going to keep running this movie. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just thought Charlton Heston was Jewish and he wasn't. Um, and, uh, and yet, he was also president of the NRA. Um, and, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's just a little humorously ironic in that sense. Uh, Charlton Heston, by the way, in terms of, of, of vocal e- efficacy, he was hired by the FBI originally to portray the voice of God when they were going to be negotiating with the people at the Waco standoff. They never actually used it but they were going to use his voice as the voice of God. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> that is awesome. It is uh, Richard Kurtz. He joins us today here in our broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. And of course, Richard Kurtz with us today here on our broadcast. And of course, check out LaHoyaWritersConference.com for more information on how you can improve your writing. Now, why is this article lacking any credibility? Well, on a very personal basis, I happen to be Jewish and a supporter of the NRA, and they haven't come after me. 
So I'm thinking, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but when you, when you, they were talking about Bloomberg particularly and George Soros. And Bloomberg, who I believe is Jewish, is he's just a failed mayor. And they were complaining about him or labeling him because he is funding money to try to take people's guns away, no matter how you cut it. And George Soros um, is a make-believe Jew, okay? <laughs> He's a he make-believe Jew. Fantastic. He cut his teeth wearing a Nazi uniform confiscating Jewish property, and he'll be the first one to admit that and be unapologetic about it. And, by the way, that's a real Nazi with the Third Reich, Nazi, let's throw the word around, Nazi. And I'm sorry, he just doesn't qualify when you go after George Soros under any circumstances, that doesn't qualify as anti-Semitic. It just doesn't. Uh, you know, he's he's just a real piece of human trash. <laughs> and was I being too emphatic about that? <laughs> you, need, you need not to be so shy about your feelings, my friend, and uh, and, and uh, let us I'm, know. I'm, I'm just... working on it. I'll, I'll check with my therapist. <laughs> It is a uh, a great guest. We have got our uh, good friend Richard Kurtz joining us today here on the big program. And uh, Rhetoric versus Reality today, talking about the Tampa Bay Times. Now, um, what would any news organization hope to accomplish with such an article like the Tampa Bay Times put out? Well, the answers are always really short. Um, sensational articles, which is what this was. It was a sensational article. They're written to get attention. Attention equals circulation. Circulation equals dollars. And newspapers in general need dollars. And they need to get attention in order to get those dollars. And that's why any newspaper would put out a sensational article. I'm hoping that some of them would be classier than this one. But hey, you know, it's the news business. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. It is Richard Kurtz. He joins us today here in our broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. And, of course, uh, why would this paper do this, my friend? Well, in the Tampa Bay area, which is a great area, by the way, there happen to be a lot of Jews. So if you're going to try to uh, get the attention of a group and get them all riled up, you might as well do it in an area where there are a lot of them are. And the Tampa Bay Times mistakenly thinks that either all the Jews are dumb or they all think alike, and neither of these is true. Um, but they tend to lean to the left, and, and, and it's always let's go blame somebody. Yes. So they are, they are in financial trouble, and they are currently blaming the paper tariff uh, uh, pushed on by Donald J. Trump and the fact that the cost of paper has gone up it accounts for their financial troubles. This is not really accurate because, and I know, and I actually have a very strong inside source, that they simply failed to respond to the digital news competition. Uh, they refused to update their IT work, and as probably the most stupid and egotistical business move you can do, and I say this as having been in the real estate business, they sold their business. They sold their building, rather. And they used it to buy a, con a competing newspaper. But they bought a competing conservative newspaper, <laughs> and they expected the readership... <laughs> 
to join their circulation. Now, these are not stupid people. All they ended up with buying, though, was this newspaper's debt. They did not get their readership, and they put themselves in deeper yogurt. And as you know well, yogurt does not do well in the Florida sunshine. <laughs> We've got Richard Curtis with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, how can news consumers protect themselves from fake sensational journalism? Well, you have to always consider the source. In this case, if you're looking at the Tampa Bay Times, you say, why would they say such a thing? And you go back to my reasoning about, hey, they need to get attention and they need to create chaos because chaos is good for newspapers because it gives them more sensational things to write about. Uh, but what you need to ask yourself is when someone makes a statement like, well, this was based on a survey by the blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, who paid for the survey? If someone is proposing something happen or something be done, who tends to gain from that? You really have to look at that. And who profits from actual chaos? And when someone turns around and they want to spoon feed you all the answers, you better start asking more questions. Awesome stuff. It is. Richard Kurtz, he's with us today here in our broadcast. We're going to take a uh, brief break with uh, Richard. We're going to come back and chat the midterms, and uh, we'll be back here on our big program here in just a few seconds. At dollarseed.com, all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack, and we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants, flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop, or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again. Visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar. Dollarseed.com. What could be healthier? Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's an amazing, amazing volunteer fire company, the Beach Haven Volunteer Fire Company. They're located on the southern end of Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Volunteering since 1883, they are the most volunteer fire company in Ocean County, averaging around 330 calls per year, ranging from structure fires to water and ice rescues to fire alarms. Learn about their history, upcoming events, latest fire calls, and even buy Beach Haven Fire Company swag in their online store, including shirts, hoodies, drinkware, and more. They offer free shipping on all orders beachhavenpire.com or if you're looking for a place to hold a private party the seahorse room is a recently renovated event space available to rent year-round for your wedding reception birthday party or any other occasion check out their website more information is available there at beachhavenpire.com beachhavenpire.com check out the website beachhavenpire.com the greatest thing about time is its continued progress of existence and with it the changes it brings. With this progress comes freedom of expression through various art forms. Now ask yourself this question. If you could speak your mind without uttering a single word, what would you say? At Idiosyncratic Tendencies, we love seeing our customers express themselves through our peculiar thought-provoking clothing designs and embracing their uniqueness. After all, we live in an age of freedom of expression, so why not embrace it? Idiosyncratic Tendencies, a brand for the free and opinionated soul. Visit us today at www.sentiatrends.store. 
Are you missing teeth? Do you cover your mouth for pictures? You can have the perfect smile you've always dreamed of and a smile that you will be proud of for just a fraction of the cost of expensive dental implants. Find this incredible and affordable dental implant alternative at MyDentalWig.com. Dental implants are very expensive. It can cost as much as $12,000 for just three teeth. The Dental Wig is an incredible alternative. They will come to you, and you never have to go to a dental office or anything. They will take several impressions, five trips out, and you will have that perfect smile. Learn more at MyDentalWig.com. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Oh, we are coast to coast, and we're border to border on the tune-in. iTunes, Radio Loyalty, iHeartRadio today. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. JiggyJaguar.com, by the way. Go over to J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Complete list of stations and everything else. Over there at JiggyJaguar.com. We're going to get back to our next guest here in just a few moments here on our big program. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. The Beach Haven Volunteer Fire Company is located on the southern end of Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Volunteering since 1883. They are the oldest volunteer fire company in Ocean County. Averaging around 330 calls per year. Ranging from structure fires to water and ice rescues to fire alarms. You can learn about their history, their upcoming events, their latest fire calls, and even buy Beach Haven Fire Company swag in their online store, including shirts, hoodies, drinkware, and more. They offer free shipping on all orders. Check out BeachHavenFire.com. Or if you're looking for a place to hold a private party, the Seahorse Room is recently renovated event space. It's available to rent year-round for all your wedding reception, birthday party, or any special occasion. For more information, visit the website, BeachHavenFire.com. Well spelled Welcome back to our world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. And we've got uh, Richard Kurtz with us today. We also have our good friend Larry Tracy, and we're going to be talking about the midterms. Uh, first of all, Richard Kurtz, political scientist, writer, PR strategist, and carpenter. He, of course, is an unapologetic New Yorker who transplanted his tribe from the New York tundra to the San Diego sunshine over three decades ago. His background includes securities, finance, construction, elected office. Currently, Rich works as a media relations specialist, bringing experts to media around the country. And Richard's independent perspective on America crosses party lines and is anchored in common sense and the Constitution. He resides in the San Diego sunshine with his high school sweetheart, their enormous dog, and he has too many books in progress. His commentary is found in columns, national magazines, and on radio and TV across the country and around the world. And currently, he is one of the bigwigs over at the La Jolla Writers Conference. Check out LaJollaWritersConference.com for more information. And also with us today, our good friend Larry Tracy, he has a fantastic book, Bring Home the Bacon. And uh, he is an amazing speaker, and we've got both of them on the phone to talk about the mid term elections first of all uh, i want to start with larry what, what what did you make of the midterms my friend well i was uh i will show my my bias here i was hoping that the republicans would keep the house but actually um 
historically it was really, really hard to do that. And they lost less than half the seats that Barack Obama lost and about same as uh, less, uh, less than half of uh, what Bill Clinton lost. So it was not nearly the, the blue wave that came up. And the fact is when Obama and Clinton lost the House, they also lost the number of senators. And the Republicans gained senators. So uh, Trump is in a much stronger position right now because he has a very solid Senate. Before he had Corker and Flake. Tennessee and um, Arizona, respectively, who uh, were not supportive of him at all. Now he's got people in there that will. So I think it's going to work out. It might even lead to some bipartisanship. Rich, uh, back up Larry's points there. Dispute them, my friend. Oh, no, there is no disputing those points. I, I concur with them. I'm, I, my, my first uh, uh, piece of attention about this was the idea that what the Democrats did was put themselves in a real corner by uh, by voting against Kavanaugh, and every single person who voted against Kavanaugh is no longer in office. So they've really created the stronger Senate, the stronger Republican Senate. Um, that being said, uh, I, we, Larry, Larry's on the East Coast, and I'm on the West Coast, and I kind of have a East Coast, West Coast look at the two stupidest things that got done in this whole election. Um, and on the West Coast was the fact that California voted down the repeal of the gas tax based on the idea that a lot of people told a lot of other people that all the bridges and tunnels and, and, and roads were going to collapse if they didn't keep the gas tax in place. Um, God bless stupid voters. On the East Coast, however, I think the East Coast won on the stupid thing because they elected Cortez. And as you know, Cortez is the youngest woman ever to be elected to Congress. Uh, and she's also the dumbest person to be elected to Congress. She actually replaced Mad Maxine for dumbness. This woman actually believes, I'm sure she actually believes, uh, she has no idea what the three branches of government are. I don't think she can count the three. And... I think she believes that the uh, that the Middle East is somewhere where the Midtown Tunnel hits the East River, <laughs> and that's and that's that's her total concept of world politics. And this person is now in a position to make laws for the rest of us. God bless the voting public. <laughs> let me uh, let me add in that um, she her election once she defeated Crowley, who was a very very solid uh, center-left uh, congressman, and probably could have been the successor to Nancy Pelosi. But she was running in a district that is 90% Democrat, so I don't even know if she had a Republican opponent. But once she won that nomination, she was in. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, she is the, the absolute perfect example of being politically naive. But Tom Pettis, the head of the Democratic Committee, after she won, he said she's the future of the Democratic Party. I hope so, if <laughs> she, she's going to be in there, because, uh, I mean, the, the media should have a feast day with her, except they won't, because she is going to be following the line that they preach. Uh, you know, uh, you, you're, you're not allowed to pick on her, because she's female and she's of color. Uh, and, and so anybody who picks on her is either a racist or, or some kind of phobic or hates women or you know that's going to be the whole thing and and the 
good news is, is that, oh wait, I can't think of any good news. <laughs> There's one, one other, let me just jump in here again, James. On the Kavanaugh vote, as Richard pointed out, every one of the senators who lost had voted against. But I think we should pay a, a great debt of thanks to 10 Democratic senators, and they were the ones on the Judiciary Committee, because they just came out with such a hate-filled hearing, insulting him, uh, driving the wife to take their daughters out, listening to a person who had no proof whatsoever that what had happened. And, and, and I, I looked at uh, Christy, Chrissy Ford's testimony from the eyes of a speech coach. And when I work with executives, I'm trying to make them appeal as, uh, appear as um, positive as possible to their audience. And in my case, with people I deal with, IT experts who have to make presentations for government contracts, and they're talking to government evaluators. So as I was watching her, I was thinking, this woman has been so thoroughly well coached that anybody could see through that except the Democratic senators who didn't want to because they were so filled with vile against uh, uh, Kavanaugh because he was a conservative. But I think if they had been fairer, if that had been a, a fair hearing and he had been elected, we may not have the Senate in control. So I think we owe a great debt to those, to those ten senators on the committee. Yeah, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Um, it, it, it's... It was a case of exceptional crowd-funded foot-and-mouth disease, and it just it just worked. It worked uh, completely against them. And you know, uh, the best laid plans of mice and men. Sometimes you make a plan and you think it through. And uh, who was it? I don't know if it was uh, MacArthur who said, um, um, "You no, I think it was Eisenhower. You make all the all the military plans you want until the battle starts." Yes, and then all bets are off. Uh, I'm not sure which general it is, but I know it was a good one. Well, it's it's a it's a standard practice within the military. You plan as much as you can, and then you improvise after that. Yep. It's Larry Tracy. It is also uh, Richard Kurtz with us today here on our big program. And uh, so, moving forward uh, with with all this, what 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 do you see happening uh, next, Richard? Well, I see uh, lots and lots of federal judges being appointed. Um, if, um, if the opportunity arises, we'll see another Supreme Court justice appointed with a whole lot less fanfare than the last one. Um, and um, and th- these are all good things. I think we'll finally see some legislation get through uh, that the the bipartisan Congress will, will actually try to propose because then the, the Senate will go along with it if it makes sense. Um, and I also see an absolute dead end, for, at least for the next two years, for any of, these, uh, any of this impeachment nonsense since the control for that is in the hands of the Senate. Um, nobody's impeaching anybody. But I got a feeling that some people are going to get indicted. Yeah, there's, there's another point here, and it's, it's a bit off the wall, but a number of the Democrats who are now coming into the Congress pledged to their constituents that they would vote against Nancy Pelosi for Speaker. All 435 must vote for the Speaker of the House. 
she may not have enough Democrats to be able to do that. And therefore, Trump may have a bit of a, a Trump hand here that he could say, Nancy, I'll um, advise some of our Republicans to vote for you. But in return, and then he gives her some sort of a quid pro quo. And it may be backing off on some of the investigations. But while we're talking about investigations, there's another one that's going to continue. Lindsey Graham will now be the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he said he is going to continue with hammer and tong against Comey and Brennan and Clapper and all the others and the way they handled that uh, FISA investigation. And so I, I, I think you're going to see, see that uh, come out. And there may be a dueling investigations. The, uh, the Congress, uh, the House uh, investigating Clinton, or uh, um, Trump, and uh, Lindsey Graham and the Republicans investigating the Clinton campaign and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. So there, there, there could be some very interesting times, to use the old Chinese expression. We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Larry Tracy, of course, uh, our good friend Richard Kurtz as well. And uh, before we wrap up here, um, Rich, bring us an update on the La Jolla Writers Conference and everything that you've got going on. <laughs> Regretfully, I've yet to finish my novel. <laughs> it's coming. And I'm, I'm, of course, looking forward to the conference, but it's almost a year out, and I think we may have some mini-conferences in between. But uh, you may have another guest to ask about that in the future. Um, but um, what we do have is we have a lot of, surprisingly, we have a lot of sign-ups that came just within a week after the conference, which is not terribly usual. People who thoroughly enjoyed it and want to come back again, about 50% of our people come back every year because we, we turn over a lot of information. Um, and uh, I was really pleased to see that. And it was... Uh, it was a very, very enjoyable conference. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Larry, bring us up to speed on what, what you're doing, your speaking engagements, your book, everything. Well, what I'm doing right now is, um, of course, my book, Bring Home the Bacon, is on uh, Amazon as a Kindle. I had originally intended to do a second book showing how to implement the system, but then, as I think I told you, I had an accident in, in August. I broke my arm, and I couldn't type for a while. So I'm going to avoid the second e-book, and I'm going directly to a print book, which I hope will have out by uh, December, uh, latest, the beginning of January. And it will be the S3P3 system, which is in the Kindle eBook now. And then the second part will be how to implement it, how to present the senior executives, how to make contract uh, presentations, and um, how to deal with resistant audiences, which I had a lot of experience with. And many people don't have that, and there's not much written on it. So I hope that'll, that'll fill a void. And if you can handle a resistant audience, you can handle one that's a little easier to do. So they'll be coming out. But right now, uh, the main thing is the bring home the bacon on Amazon, uh, which you can get and get it in Kindle and get it right away. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks to both of you gentlemen, and we will uh, we will talk to you guys uh, next week at some point. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Thank you, Thank guys. You. There goes Larry Tracy and Richard Kurtz. And uh, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got Maria Espinoza coming up.
dollarseed.com. All of our seeds are only a dollar a pack. And we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants, flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop. Or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again. Visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar. dollarseed.com. What could be healthier? Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's an amazing, amazing volunteer fire company, the Beach Haven Volunteer Fire Company. They're located on the southern end of Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Volunteering since 1883, they are the most volunteer fire company in Ocean County, averaging around 330 calls per year, ranging from structure fires to water and ice rescues to fire alarms. Learn about their history, upcoming events, latest fire calls, and even buy Beach Haven Fire Company swag in their online store, including shirts, hoodies, drinkware, and more. They offer free shipping on all orders beachhavenpire.com or if you're looking for a place to hold a private party the seahorse room is a recently renovated event space available to rent year-round for your wedding reception birthday party or any other occasion check out their website more information is available there at beachhavenpire.com beachhavenpire.com check out the website beachhavenpire.com Are you missing teeth? Do you cover your mouth for pictures? You can have the perfect smile you've always dreamed of and a smile that you will be proud of for just a fraction of the cost of expensive dental implants. Find this incredible and affordable dental implant alternative at MyDentalWig.com. Dental implants are very expensive and can cost as much as $12,000 for just three teeth. The Dental Wig is an incredible alternative. They will come to you and you never have to go to a dental office or anything. They will take several impressions, five trips out, and you will have that perfect smile. Learn more at MyDentalWig.com. We are back here on our world-famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. It is coast-to-coast. It is border-to-border. Tune in. iTunes. Radio Loyalty. We've got our next guest coming up here in just a few moments. Find us on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, or go get our app, us. Find us on the App Stars everywhere you find your apps. And uh, we have got a great guest coming up here in just a few moments. They are patiently waiting on the telephone. We'll get to them here in just a few seconds. And uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide, BlueGold.Buying. Dot star. Uh, that's right. Are you looking for tips, products, and articles to help you with your health and wellness journey? Well, here at Blue Gold Star is your one-stop shop for all your health and wellness needs. There you will find tricks, tips, and products like the Red Tea Detox articles on fat-burning foods, vitamin deficiency, and meditation. Visit bluegold.buyes.store. That's buyes with a Z, not an S. Blue Gold to help you on your journey to health and wellness. Check it out today. BlueGold.Buyes.Star. It is an amazing, amazing idea. Any helpful tips, they've got them available over there at BlueGold.Buyes.Star. That's B-L-U-E-G-O-L-D dot B-U-Y-Z dot S-T-O-R-E. That's BlueGold.Buyes.Star. Check it out today, and you've got more Coming up here on our big broadcast, here on our big program. (laughs) 
We're going to try to get a hold of Maria Espinoza. She is going to join us here in a few moments. Hi, this is Maria. And I believe there is Maria Espinoza. How are you? It's uh, James Love from iHeartRadio calling you for your radio interview. How are you, my friend? Hi, James. I'm doing well. How about you? Pretty good, actually. We've got uh, Maria Espinoza joining us today here on Skype Audio, and uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of different things today with our good friend Maria. Now, first of all, uh, give give me your thoughts on on, on the reaction to the midterm elections and everything. Oh well, um, you know I guess it it could be. Um, I, I'd wanted a, a big red wave. Um, you know, we in Houston, Texas, we lost a couple seats there, but I certainly not the uh, blue wave that was anticipated. But you know, I'm pleased with the um, upsets and all, and uh, Josh Hawley winning, which was fantastic. Um, you know, Ted Cruz, of course, pulled it off, and it, you know, he really had an uphill battle with all those millions of dollars that poured from out of state for O'Rourke. Yes. We have got uh, yeah. Maria Espinoza joining us today, and uh, one of the big stories that's uh, that's out there is this uh, this travel ban that uh, Trump has got. Um, the uh, The new regulations are expected. Um, what, what, what do you make of this uh, this this whole thing with this travel ban and everything? Well, I'm. I think, um, Josh, I haven't looked at that uh, real closely in a little while. You know, we've been sort of focusing on the caravan and trying to get the wall funded. Well, well let's let, let, let's do that. Let's move to the caravan. We've got uh, Maria Espinoza with us today. <laughs> she is uh, joining us live here on the broadcast. Let's talk a little bit about that. Tell tell me a little bit about updates and everything on this caravan. Okay. Well, we all joined a group of mothers and went to the border last weekend. So we were there in McAllen, um, and we went along the border and, and spoke with the locals. Of course, I'm from Texas, and uh, we knew several people there. And there's a family, the Vega family, that the trial is put off till next year. So we had um, you know, a, a long visit there. And if you're not familiar with the Javier Vega, he was a Border Patrol agent, and he was fishing with his mom and dad and his wife and three children. Um, and two illegal aliens, um, goodness, were uh, came up to rob them. They had passed several times, and they came shooting, shot Agent Vega in the stomach, and shot wow. his um, Agent Vega's father in the hip. Father survived, and uh, Agent Vega just told his dad uh, to keep shooting, don't stop shooting, and his mother went to the car and pulled out an AR-15 and proceeded to shoot at the illegal alien criminals. Um, you know, so the trial, one trial was was finished earlier this year, uh, but now the next one's pushed off till next year, but it tells you how dangerous it is. But it was very um, interesting having the other mothers from about eight or ten different states uh, going down to the border and sharing their views. A video will be out. Um, you know, so we wanted to have a caravan as well, you know, of mothers going up, being right on the front line there as far as the border. Um, while we were there, the there was a bomb that went off on the Mexican side. Uh, you know, it was a, a bit scary. Um, we were told to immediately leave that area, um, and we did so, of course, but it um, there's so much that has to be shared, Josh, and I think the fact that uh, so many people are 
not aware, you know, every state is a border state, and being able to um, go there and stream live at a press conference, we had a vigil as well. We had a vigil in D.C. simultaneously, um, you know, but this caravan is very dangerous where there are individuals, and our friends at Judicial Watch went to Guatemala, and the Guatemalan uh, government removed over 100 um, foreigners that were with part of the caravan that have ties to ISIS. So if your viewers can look at the photos and see that 98% of the uh, members of that caravan are males between, you know, teenagers 18 to early 40s, um, very, very few women and children. Um, you know, so this is what we're having here, and I consider that, an invasion, you know, this mob caravan intends to invade our country. Now we have a second one and a third one, you know, so um, I applaud President Donald Trump in sending the troops to the border. Now, there there was a story out uh, a couple weeks ago about the uh, the organizer of this of this caravan was detained in Honduras. What, what can you tell us about that? Um, um, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't tell you about that one, that he was detained. Um, I know that the Honduran government did send a Honduran official. Yes. You know, um, to, with the first caravan, uh, you know, so it tells you that, that this is a well-orchestrated, intending to, again, invade the United States, um, and there's... You know, I, I don't understand why people in the um, fake news continue to say that this was, these are just people fleeing um, a bad situation, uh, fleeing, fleeing violence and all. But, um, you know, we certainly cannot just allow anyone who wants to invade the United States to come in, and we certainly cannot stand down like the previous administration had done in allowing so many people here and in my opinion, you know, we have to extremely vet those individuals who are here and making sure that they don't have records doing the best that we can. You know, there's a lot of fraud involved here. Um, and in my opinion also that if someone applied to enter and they were accepted, if they lied on their applications, you know, that negates that application. Um, you know, we're in a very precarious situation, I believe, uh, as far as national security is concerned, we don't know who's here. We've got uh, Maria Espinoza joining us today here in our broadcast, and uh, she joins us live talking about some of the different issues of the day that have been going on out there. Uh, this this caravan uh, is is give us an update on on where this is and uh, when, when that will expecting uh, to be in the United States. Well, we're, it's looking like they were headed to Brownsville, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. You know, you saw photos and video footage where they were loading up on buses. You know, there's no way individuals on foot could trek that far. And, of course, if they're women and children, um, there is just absolutely no way they can make the timing that they are. And they look pretty well fed. Uh, they don't look, you know, <laughs> very exhausted or anything. You know, I'm a runner and i know what exhaustion looks like and and these guys after trekking you know uh hundreds and and will be thousands of miles um it's you know they're they're being assisted so we'll see what happens you know i was a little leery when mexico sent uh two plane full of um 
federales over to uh, the southern border with Guatemala. Uh, they were supposed to stop this caravan. You know, I thought that they were going to load up the caravan and help them come closer to the U.S. border. <laughs> um, you know, so we'll we'll just see what happens. You know, we did see some troops there while we were in McAllen, and in fact, there was a um, soldier who responded to that detonation of the bomb. Um, in his ATV, he drove up straight toward the the um, sound of the detonation and followed by border agents. Um, so we'll, you know, again, we'll just see. And I, I don't know how anyone cannot get behind President Trump's um, decision to place military on the border. We absolutely have to secure our entire southern border. We've got Maria Espinoza with us today from the Remembrance Project. And, uh, Maria, thanks for joining us today. Re- really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thank you so much. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. There goes Maria Espinoza. We are going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got more. incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing Kickstarter campaign. If you could lean into the fun factor, we've got a great game for you. It is fantastic. It is themed after historical European card games updated to the battle system of modern tabletops. It is called Dealer's Duel. A game for models. A new tabletop experience inspired by the Turok games of old. Check it out today on kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Dealer's Duel. A game for models. This is an amazing, amazing game. It's a turn-based card game where players go head-to-head in strategic gash to expand your kingdom, complete your keep, and of course... Defend the honor of your suit in a quest for power by trading attacks with up to four opponents. The game can be played in heroic bouts of one versus one, in cooperative teams of two versus two, or in a fantastic frenzy of one be one be one be one be one. Oh my god, it's just so incredible! Check out Dealer's Duel today. The game uses a battle system that is easy to pick up for a new tabletop players and familiar in mechanics to people who are familiar with other COD games. Themes of the old European tarot card decks put an old classic twist on the current gameplay. The game itself comes in two versions, print and play and deluxe. The 135 card print and play PDF version contains jokers, aces, and all the familiar faces, including old forgotten cards like the humble page. Check it out today at kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Dealer's Duel. A game for models. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Pick it up today. Dealer's Duel, a game for models. Give them some of your hard-earned money today. At DollarSeed.com, all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack. And we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants, flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again. Visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar. dollarseed.com, what could be healthier? Are you missing teeth? 
Do you cover your mouth for pictures? You can have the perfect smile you've always dreamed of and a smile that you will be proud of for just a fraction of the cost of expensive dental implants. Find this incredible and affordable dental implant alternative at MyDentalWig.com. Dental implants are very expensive and can cost as much as $12,000 for just three teeth. The Dental Wig is an incredible alternative. They will come to you and you never have to go to a dental office or anything. They will take several impressions, five trips out, and you will have that perfect smile. Learn more at MyDentalWig.com. Welcome back to the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Remember Beretta? Keep your eye on the sparrow, Sammy Davis Jr. Here's a little bit of this. Welcome back to the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Talk America Live each and every weekend. Also, 50-plus AM FM stations across the Fruited Plain. And, of course, Kickstarter.com has a brand-new Kickstarter, all tip. It's a mobile app. It's combining social media and freelance. I'll tip mobile app helping people in need of services and generate income for service providers. You can click on the campaign for more information at Kickstarter.com. Search I'll tip. I-L-L-T-I-P. It's all one word. Check it out today. They have got an amazing goal of $250,000. We want to help them get their goal today. There are too many people who have the skills necessary to help others and succeed. However, they simply lack the tools necessary to interact with potential clients. Check it out today at kickstarter.com. You can pledge for as little as a dollar and get some personal feedback at info at ILTIP.com. Or you can pledge a hundred dollars or more, and you can get a T-shirt, team autograph fixture as well. I'll tip. It is the mobile app that's going to rip a hole into the job market. I'll tip is your one-stop shop for the following: promoting and selling your unique skill set, a social media network to meet and work with the like-minded people, freelance, and work your own hours from your cell phone. Also, ask for services you need done, receive instant feedback, and much, much. More. Check it out today. Their user-friendly platform is designed by a hand-picked team from the U.S., Canada, India, Nigeria, India, and Europe. So they know what they're doing. And they have a platform required to help the people that are on the cutting edge of technology. So they scan the globe for hand-picked employees. Check it out today at K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search I'll tip, I-L-L-T-I-P, all one word, and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back to iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com, tune in iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. John LaBeltier with us today here on our broadcast, and uh, we are going to be talking about the midterm elections with John, and uh, he's got some predictions for us. Uh, but before we, we do that, John, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I come from New York. I'm a lifelong Republican. I ran for Congress at the ripe old age of 27 back in 1980 and got elected. I was the youngest member of Congress. I got elected with President Reagan that year. I was a proud Reagan Republican. I still am. 
And I am not in Congress anymore, but I am still very political, and I've hosted TV shows, radio shows, written books, do all sorts of political analysis, and um, that's what brought me to write this article in The Hill about what I think is going to happen in a week in the midterm elections. Well, these these midterms are uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible. There is a lot of people that are uh, on the edge of their seats uh, with some of the results and some of the different things going on with this. Um, what, what, what is what is some of the feelings that you have from folks that you've talked to? Uh, I think most people think it's going to be a split verdict, that the House will turn and go Democratic and the Senate will stay Republican. But, you know, you can't be sure. Uh, in the era of Trump, you can't be sure of anything. So if we got up the day after and found that everything went Republican, it wouldn't surprise me. If we if we found that everything went Democratic, it wouldn't surprise me either. So I really don't know. I think there's a lot of energy in this election, pro and con Republican. Well, and I, I think that... Uh, you know, we just don't know. And the key in midterms is more than a presidential election. It's who votes. In a presidential election, virtually everybody votes that's going to vote. But in a midterm, there are a lot of eligible voters who just say, I'm not bothering to vote. And if one party gets more of them to come out than the other, that party usually wins. And I, I think this year, the Democrats are more, slightly more motivated to vote because they're the out party, and historically the out party is the angry party because they're not getting what they want. And Trump only angers them even more. So I think they're very motivated to come out and vote. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, John Lobaltier, and uh, he has a fantastic article in The Hill talking about two weeks to the Trump midterms, how things look, and uh, John is a opinion contributor to The Hill. He is fantastic. He's a great writer. Uh, tell us about the, uh, the writing process to put this article together, my friend. Well, I think about it, you know, a lot, and I like to do predictions just to be out on a limb and see if I'm right about anything, which I rarely am. So, in fact, I would urge your listeners to go read my piece, and then everything I predict, go the other way, and you might be right. <laughs> That's fantastic. I have, I, <laughs> that is that is pretty amazing. Uh, we have got John Labout here with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Bona to Bona. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And um, with two weeks to go before the midterm elections, uh, John has some predictions in the Hill. It seems likely, as he mentioned, the Democrats will win back control of the House probably by 25 to 35 seats. Why do you believe this, my friend? Well, you go through seat by seat, and there are a lot of Republican-held seats where the Republican is in trouble for re-election. They're in the low-mid-40s. The general rule in politics is if you're an incumbent, you should be at 50%. If it's a one-on-one -on -one matchup, if you're under 50, you're in some trouble. While there are a lot of Republicans who are at 44, 43, you know, 45 percent, and they're well known, they're the incumbents, they're in trouble. And then there are other little funny things that have happened. A lot of retirements by Republicans opening up seats. The Democrats have raised more money 
have a lot of women candidates. Women are very energized this year. There was a redistricting in Pennsylvania that created six different and new congressional districts, and the Republicans are struggling in all six of them. Um, there are a couple of congressmen under federal indictment. They're both ahead in, at the moment in their races, and they may still win. Duncan Hunter in San Diego and Chris Collins in upstate New York. But if you're under federal indictment, you, you really have trouble when you're running for re-election. And we'll see what happens to them. But there are a lot of little factors. The Democrats only need to pick up 23 seats to take control of the House. And the historical average of the out-party pickup is exactly the same, 23 seats. So I, I think the Democrats, the chances are they'll win control. I said 25 to 35. I could believe that. I could believe 40 seats if it's a good night for them. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on a broadcast. Uh, John LaBeltier, he has a, a fantastic article in The Hill, two weeks to the Trump midterms, how things look. Um, now, a, a lot of folks are, are thinking there's going to be a blue wave, and then I've, then I've heard uh, fairly recently, last couple of weeks, there's going to be a red wave. What do you make of all these waves, my friend? Well, it sounds like uh, you better stay away from the beach on November 6th. There's yeah. a lot of waves coming in. <laughs> I don't think you really know about a wave until the wave has crashed ashore and retreated and you see the wreckage that it left behind, right? So I don't think we're going to know until 11 o'clock or midnight East Coast time on Tuesday night, November 6th. Then we can start to assess whether there was a wave. There could be two waves at the same time, too. There could be a blue wave for the House, mostly in suburban areas. And there could be a red wave for the Senate in Trump Republican states like North Dakota and Indiana. Now, one problem with the red wave, I'll give you an example. The latest poll in Arizona. Arizona is a solid Republican state all my life. It's the the home of Barry Goldwater, my God, Mr. Conservative. And Trump won Arizona two years ago. But right now, Trump's poll ratings in Arizona are underwater. He's got a 44% approval, 49% disapproval. And in the Senate race there, the Republican is mirroring Trump's numbers. She's getting 44%. uh, That's... uh, uh, Martha McSally and the Democrat Kristen Cinema is at fifty percent, and Trump is not going to go there in these final five days of the campaign, which tells me they are writing off Arizona, and so there there is no red wave in that state. We've got a great guest with us today, John LaBaltier. He joins us talking about midterm election predictions. Now, what do you make about some of these governor races around the country? Um, I know I know a lot of people are, are focused on some of these different things. Um, Florida, in particular, this 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 Gilliam uh, individual. He is he is feuding with Trump. He's uh, he ran as a progressive, and then all of a sudden he backed off his Medicaid for all. Uh, what do you make of these? Uh, Governor races. Well, it's a funny thing that in I can name I think five states that Trump won: Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Five of them. 
and we could throw Pennsylvania in as number six. They may very, they may very well end up all having Democratic governors after this election. They're definitely going to win Michigan, and they already have Pennsylvania. So that's two of them. But Florida, Andrew Gillum is leading in that race and has led in every poll. Uh, uh, Georgia, Stacey Abrams is trying to be the first elected black woman governor in this country. And she's basically tied with uh, Brian Kemp, the Secretary of State, so that we don't know what's going to happen, but it's closer than it ever uh, anybody could have envisioned it being. Ohio's a dead-even race between Mike DeWine, the Republican, and Richard Cordray, the Democrat. That's a state Trump won pretty easily. Michigan, the, the Democrats double digits ahead. And Wisconsin, Scott Walker, oh, I would never, ever count out Scott Walker. But he's been behind in every poll in this race, and I think it could be they're finally going to get him this time. So governor's races are not going the Republican ways uh, this year. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, John Labeltier. He is with us today. He's an opinion contributor to the Hill.com. He's got a two weeks to the Trump midterms, how things look, and uh, he's doing some midterm election predictions with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, once this is all over, uh, what, what, what do you see people focusing on? Are they going to begin focusing on the next presidential election? Or uh, Give us some predictions here, my friend. Well, that always happens right away. The minute the midterm's over, the 2020 presidential race begins. It's already begun. I mean, we've got candidates running around the country. you got Joe Biden here, Kamala Harris there. So that's already begun. But what I predicted in here are two specific things. One is there will be a lame duck session of Congress after the election, November, December. And I predict they're going to put very tough sanctions on Saudi Arabia for the murder and brutal beheading of Jamal Khashoggi. I think that uh, Congress is very upset over it. They feel that Saudi Arabia got away with 9-11, no punishment, and now it's time to punish these guys for their bad behavior. And I think they'll put veto-proof sanctions on sometime in November or December. That's one thing. I, I think that murder and the lies about it have fundamentally begun to alter the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia. So look for that. And the other one is funding of the wall. Trump is threatened repeatedly to shut the government down if he doesn't get the $25 billion to build a wall. And if the Democrats win the House, there's no way he's going to get that money when the new Congress comes in. He's going to try to get it out of the current Congress. I don't think they'll give it to him. He's threatening to shut the government down, and he may very well shut it down right before Christmas in a fit of peak over not getting the funding for the wall. So look for that, too. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, John Labatier, and uh, he has got a, a great article over at thehill.com. And uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do people find you online, uh, find you on social media, communicate with you? Well, they can go to my website, which is very simple, John Laboot, one word, J-O-H-N-L-E-B-O-U-T, com. And everything's there, and I do a podcast. You can find it there or on iClouds or iTunes or SoundCloud called 
Revolution, the podcast. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we will talk to you after the midterms and check your predictions, my friend. I appreciate it. All right. We'll we'll see how wrong I am. (laughs) Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. There goes John Labatier, and uh, we are going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we got more coming up. 